I don't know whatever I should go first to be excited about, you know, VBS and the kids that were just up here or, you know, the, the song that we just said, you know, saying, here I am, Lord, send me. And, you know, I've answered that. And so here I am, I said to God, and he sent me up here. And um, so here I am. First, before I get started, I want to um, actually mention about uh, the men's barbecue that we're going to have July 30th. Um, if you, I think we did some handouts last week. If you got one of those, um, and I would, if you could, and if you want to go July 30th, and if you can, there's a sign-up sheet in the in the back. If you could sign up, so we know how many men are going to be there. Um, hot dogs, hamburgers, chips. I mean, there's going to be be food. There's going to be a, a raffle to uh, a gift certificate, gift gift certificate to Ground Zero. Um, so come enjoy. Just basically, it's just a Grill and chill. I mean, that's what it says on that, that barbecue. So if you can come, we'd love to have, have you out at, out at my house. And the directions are, are there on the, the brochure if you get. But be sure to sign up so we know how many people are coming. So, wow. VBS this past week. They said that more than, what does it say, more than 120 kids each day. How awesome is that? You know, because, um, again, I know Brian already said thank you to, to all the volunteers um, that, that helped out, uh, a second thanks to, to all of them that help out, because, you know, kids are our future church, right? You know, they need to hear about, about Christ, and they need to understand that they can have a, the, a relationship with, with, with Christ and shine the light, right? And, you know, I love this, you know, this picture. I know if you've ever been to the Creation Museum, I, I know my wife says don't get caught on, you know, things like this, but I, I look at this picture, and if you've ever been to the Creation Museum, and and seeing I mean, my favorite part of that is, is to go into this 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 room where you sit back in these lounge chairs and you see what God has created not only the earth but the whole universe and they, they kind of back you out and show you you know then oh it's just awesome so if you haven't ever have a chance to go to the Creation Museum go um, and also I mean I grew up in in um, um, in the country of, of Venezuela and out in the middle of the jungle where there's no pollution, no nothing. I mean, when the stars come out and it is completely full up there, even without the moon, there's, you can actually see the, the light shining from all the so many stars that are out there. This was talking about the light of Christ that w- needs to shine to the whole world. This is what that was shared with the, with the kids this, this last week. So very awesome. So I don't want to, that's not, that's not my sermon this morning. I was just, I just so excited about, you know, what happens, w- you know, with our kids and what we're doing, you know, through v- v- VBS and, and all the kids that were able to show up and, and able to hear that. Um, so in, re- in review, um, Brian and Jay have been, you know, talking, taking us through the book of, of 2 Timothy, you know, this year. And last week, Brian started chapter 3 of 2 Timothy. And it, it talks, of, he was talking about that, that we are in the last days, right? That they were in the last days and we're still, you know, in these, in these last days um, before, before Christ, Christ comes. And it talks about how people were uh, lovers of self and lovers of money. And then it goes on with, with this list that they are, they are boastful, proud, abusive, ungrateful, unholy, quite a list, huh? Um, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And if you pay attention to, to social, the social media, which I know we all do because I know we all have, we, we, we carry a cell phone, right? How many people have a cell phone? If you didn't raise your hand, I, I don't know if I believe you because I know everybody has a cell phone. Um, and anyway, so you pay attention to social media, you see that these things are, st- are going on today, Right? 
lovers of self rather than lo- lovers of, of, of money, boastful, proud, abusive, ungrateful, unholy, and these things, you know, we are in, you know, difficult times trying to, to share the truth with others because, you know, people say, well, that's just your truth. If it's not from the Word of God, it's not truth at all, <laughs> right? So anyway, these are, you know, difficult times, and Brian shared three things, you know, w- with us to pay attention to. Um, understand the reality of the difficult times, recognize the reason for the difficult times, and embrace the remedy for the difficult times. So anyway, I hope um, that, was, that was a little bit of review of what Brian shared with us um, last week. I'm, um, my name, I'm one of the elders. My name is Dan Alkire, and I am not one of the, the main speakers. I get a chance, as elders, every once in a while, I get a chance to come up here and, and speak when, when Brian or, or Jay cannot. So I have the privilege of getting up here and speaking with you this morning. And um, so that was in review, and, and hopefully, you know, what I have to share this morning um, is... Uh, has to do with, you know, with that last one, embracing a, a remedy for these difficult times. So anyway, like I, like, like I asked you, and I, you know, majority of you raise your hand, that we all have cell phones, to, and we use them um, not only, you know, to connect with one another, right? Um, even, our, even our kids have cell phones, and to, to be able to connect with them, and sometimes they use them probably, you know, for more than just, you know, connecting with us and stuff, but um, phones just basically have been you know, a part of our lives for, for a long time because we use that to call each other so we don't actually have to go over to that person's house and, you know, maybe talk with them. Again. And so we get, you know, we use um, phones to connect with each other. And calls are, you know, a very important part of our lives today. You know, one phone call or a text, you know, um, can, can change our lives. It can, it can make us happy or sad or excited, angry. And... Um, well, what I'm going to talk about today is, is, is when God calls. I know, you know you say, well, God doesn't have a cell phone. No, he doesn't have a cell phone, so it's a little bit different call. And, and it's, I, I'm looking at uh, some of the guys from, um, that were on the float trip, and they're saying, well, you, you shared this with us on the float trip, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I did, but you know what? You know, it doesn't hurt to, to hear things you know, more than once, right? And, you know, for me, sometimes it takes a second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, because I get, you know, I have a hard head to try to get through my skull to, to really, for God to really get um, into my heart and make, get me to understand. So, you know, when, I'm, when we think about someone that's been, been called by God, when God, when God calls us, and we think of somebody like, you know, maybe, maybe Jay, right? He's definitely been called by God. You know, Jay, God, God called Jay to the mission field, and now he's back here, and, and he goes back and forth, and God definitely called him. Or Brian, you know, he's a great speaker. He gets up here and speaks. So, you know, we think of missionaries or, or pastors, or, you know, they've been called by God, right? But um, let me tell you, I mean, there's no, they are no different than you or I um, when it comes to, to being called. That's not, what, that's not what the scriptures talk about when they say, yeah, yeah, they were called, but they aren't the only ones that are called. Right, so when you accepted number first, when you accepted Christ as your personal Savior, you answered God's call. Right, you accepted Christ as your personal Savior. God called you, say, "I want you," know, and you said, "Okay, I be- thank you, God, for for allowing me to understand this. Thank you for what you did on the the cross for you, for me, and that you rose from the dead." And and wow, thank you, and I I, I believe that. But God didn't save you just so you can you know, go out there and float and do your own, do your own thing and just wait for his second coming, right? Um, 
So what, what does happen when God calls? When God calls, He has a reason. God not only knows your, your number, but He knows your DNA. He knits you together, um, the, the psalmist would say. He knits you together in your, mother, in your mother's womb. He created you, and He created you for a purpose. So what, is, you, what do you mean? Again, we go back to the fact, what do you mean when, when God calls us? Again, like I said, you don't, there's no cell phone. You know, he doesn't have a call yet. So what does it mean when God calls us? Well, let's, let's look up in um, a couple things in Scripture. Because you see that throughout Scripture that it talks about God, God calling us. And, um, and, or sometimes it says that he has chosen us. So we are, we are called to obedience and fruitfulness. John John 15, 16 says this. He says, you, do not, you did not choose me, but I chose you so that you might go and bear fruit. Um, we are called to follow. 1 Peter 2, 21 says this. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow. So we are called to follow Christ. We are called to humility. 1 Corinthians 1, 28 and 29 says, God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things, and the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. So, um, I had them put this verse up, up here, on the and because you know, as I went through these you know different verses of showing that we are we are called, this verse here you know says it all because it's not not matter of if if you are called. It's a matter of whether you've, you've answered the call. So, so what does it say? It says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. And that's not talking, that's not a verse. I don't, I don't see, um, you know, that it says that he's called missionaries or he's called pastors or anything. It's just talking to each individual within this church. For worthy of a calling, for you have been called called by God. So, you know, there, there's a couple things that, you know, we looked at the fact that, okay, we are called, you know, by God. And I think there's three specific things that, that we are called to um, that I believe are, are kind of the foundation of, of some of these other things that will, will um, help us walk through, you know, these difficult times that, that Jay, or that Brian, I'm sorry, that Brian talked about last week and uh, that Paul wrote to, to Timothy in his second letter. Um, <clears throat> number, the number one thing I think is, is that we are called to a personal relationship with Christ. You know, that's the number one thing is that um, we need to have that personal relationship with Christ. Um, when, when God created us, you know, when God created Adam and Eve um, and he put, placed them in the garden, he would come down and spend time with them. He created them for, you know, so he could have that relationship. And we, Adam and Eve ended up breaking that relationship. And thanks to God who has given us, who has reconciled us back to himself through the blood of Jesus Christ, right? So that he could have a relationship with us. You know, throughout time, that's what he, well, that is what he created us for. So that he could have a relationship with us. First Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. He has cre- created us to have a relationship. If we are going to understand and fulfill the unique plan that God has called us to fulfill, it starts with his calling to you, your love for him, and walking with him. What is the first, what, I think I've mentioned this before, what is the first and greatest commandment? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. And that comes from, you know, from you know, um, building that relationship with him. You think of you know, learning to, to um, um, love um, the way maybe David and Jonathan you know, you know, loved in that way, a love that, 
that we, I don't think, hardly understand, but the fact of how much time they had to spend, you know, with, uh, with each other to, to, when you say that you have you know, a relationship with somebody or, you know, a great friendship or talking about, you know, this is my, this is my best friend, and then you, you know, well, well, how do you, well, well, do you know that? Well, not super well. Well, how much time do you spend with them? Oh, I think uh, we meet we, once a month. You know, but I, th- I think that sometimes that's how we treat our relationship with God. You know, how much time do we actually spend with God? You know, that should be the, the most important thing in, in, our, in our life. You know, our number one agenda is not, you know, where we work, what I do, how many kids I have, if I ever get married, or how much, or how much I make. My number one agenda is where is my relationship with God? You know, trying to live a your know, Christian Christian life, you know, and have a God-centered centered life without a relationship with God is like trying to walk a tightrope without any rope. It's impossible, right? I mean, how do you walk a tightrope without any rope? Well, it's the same thing. You can't walk and have a relationship with God. You can't live a Christian life. That's where, you know, Christian has the word Christ in it, right? So you can't walk, have a Christian, your Christian life without that relationship with, with God. Matthew 6.33 says this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first. We always you know, tend to you know, put maybe God on the back, secondly at least, um, because I want to enjoy my you know, life here, on, here on, on this earth. But he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Of course, then it goes on and says, All these things will be added unto you because it talks about the fact of you know, before, the verses before that say, Don't worry about whether you're going to be you fed, whether you're going to have clothes to wear, whether, you know, all these things that we're trying to work so hard to gain, God says, seek first the kingdom of God, and, you know, these things that, that you're going to need are, will be added. But I think we tend to, to, to get wrapped up in the, the latter part of that verse and, and say, you know, think of, well, you know, if I, if I do this, we put, you know, a um, kind of like a fleece thing out there. Well, if I do this, then God's going to, and we go to the latter part. But no, it's just, just think of that first part. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um, there was a song by Petra um, that I was going to share uh, at, the, at the men's study, and I ended up forgetting you know, some of the words. So I wrote them down here so that I could actually share it with you guys because I, I really like the words of this song. And it's just talking about um, if you understand you know, the temple that, that uh, the Israelites you know, built and, and walking in you know, the different sections that, that it had and, and where God resided at the time it was in the Holy of Holies. So these, this, this is how it goes. It says, <clears throat> um, Take me past the outer courts into the holy place, past the brazen altar, Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me cr- by the crowds of people and the priests who sing your praise, says, I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, and it's only found one place. You know, David said, David said as the deer pants for the, for the water, so my soul thirsts after you. This is a, this is a thirst, that, you know, uh, of wanting to spend that time with God, a thirst that David, David understood that it's not just, uh, you know, I just need, I need a little drink. This, this thirst is, you know, is, is a thirst where your mouth is you know, dry as cotton is what he's talking about, where he thirsts so much the deer's been, been running and running, and he, he's looking to make it, you know, he wants to have that water. That's the type of thirst searching for after uh, that relationship w- with God. And it goes on to say, it says, take me into the Holy of Holies, take me in, the only way to get there, by the blood of the land, take me into the Holy of Holies, take the coal, cleanse my lips. Here I am. That last song that we say, 
what it, you know, and then I think Jay um, a couple weeks ago talked about, you know, the story of, of Isaiah when his, he was in the, the temple and his robe filled the temple. And he um, um, basically said, there's no one, no one to go. And what does Isaiah say? After he was cleansed and the, the cherubim said, you know, your, your sins are forgiven. Well, if you accepted Christ, well, our sins are forgiven. God's forgiven every sin. You know, he died on the cross for that. Can we say, here I am, send me? That's what Isaiah said. So relationship, you know, relation, first comes with that, you know, relationship with, with Christ. A.W. Tozer says this, My heart, O God, is drawn in ways beyond my comprehension. The more I know thee, the more I love thee. The more I love thee, the more I desire thee. Create in me a pure heart and make my heart the dwelling place of thy presence. And let me never drift away from that aspect of fellowship with thee. Draw me near to thyself in the perfection of, of thy revelation. This comes from a, a book called Delighting in God that I'm, I've been reading. And wow. I mean, if you want to, you know, deepen your relationship and, and understand, you know, God, who God is, because that's kind of what, you know, the, that relationship is, is, is getting to know God, um, you know, better and better, you know, as we, we build that relationship with God, read that book. It's called Delighting in God by A.W. A. Tozer. Search me, O God, and know my heart, David wrote. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there would be any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. You know, David understood what it meant to his desire to have that relationship with God. It is the supreme purpose of God to bring us into alignment with his character. We are created in the image of God. And whatever that means, there's something in us that, that relates to something something in God. And our fellowship depends on a growing relationship to discover what that something is. How well do you know God? God wants you to get to know Him. And you say, well, God, there's, it's impossible to get to know God. Well, I would say yes, but it's a, it's a process of getting to know and understand um, God because um, there's so much and more than we can fathom in, to, to, in getting, to know, getting to know God. So reconciliation with God um, on his terms, not on, not on our terms. Colossians 1.10 says this, Then the way you live will always honor the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of, of fruit. All the while, you will, learn, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So we are called to relationship with Christ. That's, that's number one. Number two, um, I think, uh, of importance is, th- is this, is that we are called you know, to a purpose. Romans 8 28 through 30 says this, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew, for God knew his people in advance and chose them to become like his son. So we are called to be like Christ. It goes on to say, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, and having chose them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them the right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. So we are called to a purpose, and that purpose is to become more like Christ. So how, do, you know, how does that happen, you know, becoming more like Christ? So it kind of works together with that relationship with God, right? As we you know, build that relationship with God, we, be, we become more like Christ. Because what was, you know, you think about what Christ's purpose was on, on this earth. What was Christ's purpose on this earth? He came, not, he came to seek and to save the lost, but the whole time he, he was here, what, he said, I'm about my Father's will. You know, not my will, but yours be done. 
So if we're going to, you know, be like Christ, and that, was, that is our, you know, purpose, you know, for being here, and what He created us to do is to become more like, more like Christ. We have to have that relationship with God like He did to becoming more, more like Christ. <clears throat> so Ephesians 4, um, so the purpose is more like Christ. God, God's number one agenda is, is to call us first to Himself, second to be more like His Son. He wants you to think like Jesus thinks. He wants you to work like Jesus, you know, would work. He wants you to drive your car the way Jesus would drive your car. He wants you to talk to others the way Jesus would talk to others. You know, you think about, you think about that, you know, um, um, it says, you know, Proverbs 3, it makes me think about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Was, and it says, you know, um, verse 6 says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. In all our ways, acknowledging the fact, you know, driving our, our car or, or working um, in anything, anything we talking to others, how we talk to others, and, you know, or talking to others about others, you know, all these things of how, how we, we um, interact with, with each other is to, is, to portray, is to portray Christ. Colossians 3, uh, 3.11 says this. It says, it doesn't matter whether you're... you're um, Jew or Gentile, it doesn't matter if you're, you're barbaric or, or, or free, it doesn't matter, um, several different things, and I always, you know, always kind of add in there because it, it kind of fits in with today, it doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, it doesn't matter who you are, it says Christ is all that matters. It doesn't matter about all these things of who we, we think we are, it doesn't matter whether you're Baptist, Presbyterian, Jewish, Gentile, I mean, all these things don't matter because all that matters is Christ in our relationship. And when we live our lives, we are to portray Christ to others. We don't want people to see, see us. I definitely don't want people to see me, you know, because I want people to, to see. We need to live in such a way, um, and Colossians 4 talks about that, living in such a way that Christ, that others will glorify God, glorify Christ and showing Christ to the world. It says, Ephesians 4.13 says, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So first, God calls us to relationship with Him. Second, He calls us to, to be like Christ. And number, number three, this is um, probably going to hit more right at home because I think number three is something that... I don't know we, that we we struggle with. I mean, and and this, number three is that we are called to a a people, not just not just people. We call or are called to a people, and I'm talking about the body of Christ. You know, the church. In Ephesians four, God says to the church, "Be humble, be patient with one another, make allowance for each other's faults because of your love love for each other, a love that can only come from a relationship with Christ." Just exactly what I was talking about. Says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body, one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, one God. So I've, I've talked, I've mentioned this before when I've been up here speaking and talking about um, a, a puzzle and how the church is a, you know, a picture uh, of Christ and, and the different pieces of a puzzle. And, it, you know, I've mentioned the fact that, you know, if we're not doing, you know, our part, you know, within the church or within the body of Christ, that, you know, that, 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 that people don't get that, that full picture. And it, it could only mean, and then sometimes, you know, if, if you put, 
the, your piece of the puzzle in, then other pe- that other piece can actually fit, and it just works together. And that's what God is saying, that, that um, says, you know, in Scripture, you know, that, that, that our relationship with God of becoming more like Christ, we fit together like a puzzle so that we give a clear picture of Christ. Verses, you know, 1 through 6 that I just shared of Ephesians, God is saying to the church, I want you to fit together in such a way that preserves the reflection of who I am. You know, we are to, you know, just coming to church. We tend to think that may, that that you know, coming to church, we just you know, listen and and okay, get our fill of church and then go and you know, do our thing. But that you know, this is all part of of working through of of who we are and why God even created us. Why he? Why did you even you know accept Christ as your personal savior? Oh, just so you can go to heaven. But that's not the real. Per, you know, God created you for more than that. You know, he gave he gave you you gifts and stuff to to um, actually work within the, you know, within the body of Christ, within the body of believers, so that your gifts that, that fit in together uh, with other people's gifts that, that make everything, you know, flow together like it's supposed to. And if you're not, you know, um, following what God has asked you to do, then, then it kind of, you know, it's kind of like, you know, because the way you talk about a body, it's kind of like, you know, taking your appendix out or taking this out, or, you know, it, your body doesn't function in the same way that it's supposed to. So if it's going to function in the way that, as supposed to, you know, we need to realize that um, God has called us, you know, to be a people of unity that reflect who He is. So the phone rings and you answer it, and God says, "I didn't save you for a purpose so you could just float out there somewhere. I want you to c- connect it to a local body of, of people because I have given you gifts that fit with other gifts, and so as we come together, we demonstrate God's glory to the world." So as we work together, we, this is what this is what our purpose is. Not only just you know to the people right here around us, but you know to the world. You know we say you know yes, some people are called to be to be missionaries. And you think of Isaiah says you know saying that you know here am I, send me. He you know basically going to his people right there. So how involved are, are you with with just the people in your community, with your next door neighbor? You know that's what the you know the church is about: inviting them to church, inviting them to to their kids to to vacation Bible school, so that they can you know understand their relationship and grow in their relationship with with God and in this process. So he he wants you to be a part of other people becoming like Christ, a part of the you know kids that came to to VBS becoming more like Christ. Because you know, that's what, you know, that we were teaching in, the, in VBS, right? So they could shine their light. And in order to shine, shine the light that, that they have, they have to become more like Christ. They can't just, if they're shining, trying to shine it with, without, like I said, it, it goes back to that, 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 that issue of, of trying to do things, you know, on our own and our, our way is, is, is like trying to walk a typer without any rope. It doesn't work. There's no light there. We have to have a relationship with Christ. We have to, we have to know that you know what we are trying. Our purpose in, in is be, is to become more and more like Christ. I mean, you can say, you know, well, I can be a Christian without going to church. Well, you're right. Um, Keith Green would say that that going to, cr- to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. So, you, you, you're right. You're right there. But and you can say, yeah, I don't think it's important to be you know a member of a, of a local church. God does, because he's God. <clears throat> it wasn't man's idea to have elders, you know, and deacons, and and people discipling other people to form a local church. That that was God who put that together, not us. 
you know, we didn't, we didn't just say, hey, well, have, how about, well, let's just gather together and we'll, we'll call these people elders and we'll call these people deacons and, and maybe, you know, if we do this kind of thing, well, that'll become, that'll be discipling. No, that was God's idea. God formed the, you know, put together, you know, the local church. It's not, it's not just here by, you know, you know, some of, you know, our ideas. God, God put that together. You know, and I'm not talking about, you know, becoming a member, member of a church. You know, we say, well, I'm, I'm a member of this church or, or that church, and we, I've signed on, the, signed on the dotted line so that, so that I can just say, well, you know, I, I'm a member of this church, and I, I give to this church and that church. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a participating, involved, active, engaged member where you're serving and being loved, and you're loving other people. In life, in community, in missions, is happening on the basis of Christ. That's what I'm talking about. So that when you have a relationship with, 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 with God and this other person has a relationship with God and they're working on, on the, the, uh, portraying Christ and, and, and being, more like, being more like Christ and they come to church and they, they rub up against each other and, and, and things happen that way because Christ is being portrayed with it because we need to be encouraged, right? I mean, we can't live this, you know, this, this Christian life on our own. That's why he, we created you know, the church discipling, encouraging one another, and, and, um, and growing um, with each other. So um, people's lives are being changed because they're rubbing up against, you know, the Christ in you, and you're rubbing up against Christ in them. You know, here's a thought, and, you know, I always think about this, you know, with it, um, are, you, are you waiting for that day when Christ, Christ will return? I am, you know, because it says, he says, when he returns, when Christ returns, we, we will be like him, for we'll see him as he really is. I mean, I can't wait, you know, to understand truly all of, the, of that uh, when that happens. But this, you know, look at what Matthew, Matthew 24, 14 says this, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. Ask Jay how many, how many, um, Tribes out there still need to hear the gospel. How about how many people out there that are still, you know, that, that you know, your neighbors, that still need to know the gospel? <laughs> it says, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations, everybody has a chance to hear God's word. Are we, are we doing our job? Are we just coming to church just to, just to get our fill and then go do our own thing? Do we have that relationship with God that He wants us to have? Are we portraying Christ? Are we are we becoming more and more like Christ so that we can so that we can say to, um, so that we can say, "Not my will, but Yours be done." We have no excuse. As you say, you have you haven't heard the call, then you haven't been listening. Or maybe you need to, you know, the call is trying to come through, but you need to turn your ringer back on. You know, because we turn our ringer off, and, you know, especially when we, we have somebody we know is going to call us, and we don't want to hear them call, and we've turned the ringer off. Have you done that in your life to God? Because God has called. It says, it says there that we have been called by God. So we have no, we have no excuse. And I, I left that, that verse up there on purpose because you know, that's the, the key to all of this is the fact of understanding that, that God is called. Ephesians, um, again, 
back to that, that, that verse. I have it written down here, and I'm not sure why I wrote down here. Maybe just because I was going to keep it as a reminder. You know, but the, therefore, I, prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead your life worthy of your calling. And the only way we can live our life worthy of our, of our calling is, is to have that relationship with Christ. And the only t- way we can have that, a good relationship with Christ is to spend time with him. So this is what happens when God calls and we pick up and answer the call and say, God, I am all in. Or as Isaiah said, God, here I am. Send me. Send me, you know, wherever you want me, to, wherever you want me to go, whether it's with, whether it is overseas or whether it's you know to my next door neighbor. But God, send me. I want to get to know you better and better. I want to live like Jesus did, and I want to be loved. And I want to be involved in others who are doing the same thing. Let's pray. Father God, we do thank you for um, giving us your word so we, in our own language. We thank you for who you are and what you've done. Pray, God, that that would be the most important thing is in our life is, is, is building that relationship with you and getting to know you better so that we can portray you to the world. May that be um, more important to us than, than, than anything else in, um, in our lives, God, more important than work, more important than earning money. Um, God, may, may the, the, the church continue to, to grow because we are coming to church for a purpose so that we can rub up against each other and encourage each other and disciple the ones that aren't in to, to bring up these, these kids that are coming to VPS so that they can understand that they can have a relationship with, with you as well. Um, and this church will continue to, to grow so, so that the end will come and you will return and take us home and we will see you as you are. Thank you, God. In your name, amen. You're dismissed.